Hello and welcome to NBA Mate, UK show about NBA basketball where we discuss the greatest sports league in the world and everything to do with it. As of today, now I have released three short form episodes and today it's time to release the first long form, as I call it, big meal episode with a guest. In this case, my guest is my flatmate Manish who has been watching basketball for a while and he's played a lot of basketball as well. So he's the person that I mostly speak about NBA and it was great to finally record a conversation about us. What we're going to discuss is, first of all, we're going to take a look at my top 10 list that I released earlier in the week. We're going to talk about my top 10 NBA players right now list. What does he agree with? What does he disagree with? He challenged me on a couple of occasions for which there are certain points that I definitely agreed with. There are certain things which he said which I definitely disagreed with. I hope that you enjoy the conversation and it would be interesting also to hear from you what you agree or disagree with. After that, we discussed my top 10 NBA players of all time list. Again, there were a couple of a couple of things that we were in agreement for and a couple of couple of places where we disagreed, but it was a very enjoyable discussion and mostly just made me realize how spoiled we are with the array of great players that have played in the NBA throughout the years and to be able to research them in such depth and to watch materials from them and just educate ourselves about them is is really amazing for us as NBA basketball fans. Then we were supposed to discuss three kind of relevant news for the NBA at the moment. Patrick Beverly joining the Lakers, Jordan Clarkson being on the trade market, and the proposed in-season tournament that is supposed to start from next season in the NBA. However, we only got to discussing Patrick Beverly because we got way ahead of time and I didn't want to end up the first podcast being two hours, as you will hear. I wanted, it, I wanted to keep it even under one hour, but we were unsuccessful in that. That's enough from me. Now it's time for our conversation. Enjoy. Okay, so we're recording. Could you introduce yourself, please? I'm Manish. So basically, I'm more of a player than a guy who has watched. I have definitely not put in as much hours as you have. And I definitely don't know as much numbers as Dennis does. <laughs> I'm more of an eye test guy. But I do have some numbers with me. <laughs> because I know Dennis is going to run me over if I don't say right things. So yeah, that's me. Yeah, and... Uh... What we're going to do today, basically, we're going to start by discussing the top 10 NBA players right now list that I that I released on Monday. Then we're going to discuss my top time, top 10 NBA players of all time list that I released on Wednesday. We're going to see how that goes. And then there's a couple of other news from the NBA world. Patrick Beverly joining the Lakers, Jordan Clarkson being on the trade market, the new in-season tournament, which we're going to discuss according to time. I don't, I'd like us to stay under the one hour, the one hour limit, at least for the first, okay. for the first episode. But yeah, just to say that Manish was telling me how he's gonna <laughs> how he's gonna come to this podcast and he's just gonna speak feelings, no facts. But at the same time, the whole day today, he he's been in his room, all his laptop. He's prepared like a couple of Excel spreadsheets. I don't, I have no idea what's going on. Like I am ready to get absolutely absolutely destroyed. There's a reason why I had to do that because see, I know Dennis and I know this guy has all the data in his brain. I'm not like that. So sometimes I might say something wrong and he'll point it out right there. So I wanted to be on the money Yeah. when I say anything here. Yeah. And to be to be fair, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, <laughs> I do, I do, I do know some of my facts, I guess, but I do have opened also, you know, basketball, re- basketball reference, stat news and all these things in front of us because it is good to support to support what we say with with data sometimes. Support feelings with facts. Support feelings with facts, absolutely. But yeah, let's let's start. Top 10 NBA players in the NBA right now. What do you like about my list? What do you dislike about my list? Do you, do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Very curious to hear. So, 
the first thing is i feel like in this top 10 list there is one sleeper agent and that is nikola jokic okay the reason i feel that is because jokic you you've put steph number 2 yes and jokic number 3 yes and i've done the same to be honest okay but i feel like they are negligibly close mm-hmm. if you look at it right <clears throat> here i'm looking at their stats so in the playoffs and regular season so if i look at regular season jokic averaged more points 27.1 to st- i'm just looking at last because we're talking about top 10 players right now absolutely as as coming into the season yeah so i am going to forego all of their past greatness this is not this is not talking about career greatness because i think we we both would agree that the difference between the two of them in terms of legacy is stark at the moment it's staggering yeah. because steph curry is in a category of himself yeah. the greatest shooter of all time yeah, yeah. no one's disputing that but comparing last year's season Jokic averaged more points with 27.1 to Steph yeah. Curry's 25.5. He had a field goal percentage of 58.3 to Steph Curry's 43.7. Yeah. Of course he plays closer to the ring so he's extremely efficient. There's a nuance of position. Yeah. Steph shooting better at 3 and free throws. Yeah. But coming back to this, Jokic had 7.9 assists to Steph's 6.3. Jokic had a true shooting percentage of 66.1 to Steph's 60.1. Mm-hmm. Jokic had 1.5 steals to Steph's 1.3. Yep. And Jokic had 0.9 blocks to Steph's 0.4. Yep. The only thing is Jokic also turned the ball over a lot more, but Steph was also horrible in that category. Jokic had turnovers 3.8. Really? Averaging, yeah. Oh wow. While Steph was doing it at 3.2. Okay. So yes. it's not it's not that close. Oh, one turnover per game kind of difference. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm really surprised here. I haven't really or kind of emphasized on Jokic's turnover rate but cuz four turnovers game like i remember Russell Westbrook being blasted back in you know in his mvp season and then when he was the he was hogging the ball on those okay teams it was, was a bad time he was putting around i think four turnovers per game or something like that. so yeah that's it that's interesting to hear so you think that the difference between Curry and Jokic is much smaller very negligible because yeah. get this i'm not even done if you look at the playoff performance this is where you realize Jokic is very close to Steph. Jokic averaged 31 to Steph's 27.4. He had a 57.5 field goal percentage to his 45.9. Okay. Three-pointer Steph is way ahead, 27 to 40. It's, it, it's yeah. not come. But free throw percentage, Jokic had 84.8 to Steph's 82.9. Okay. Then assists, they were they're equal, 5.8 to 5.9. They had the same assists per game. True shooting, Jokic is better at 64.3. and then steals he's better at 1.6 block he's all he's obviously better at blocks yeah so he beats steph curry at out of the nine categories he beats him at six okay and steph only got him at three three categories jokic had a terrible turnover rate of 4.8 by the way in the playoffs in the playoffs well yeah i guess that this is where context comes into play doesn't it they obviously played against each other yes and obviously com- comparing a point guard to a center it's it there's not much point comparing the, c- comparing them on their own just in terms of playing because their expectations are completely different in my list i can say why you know kareem is in front of jokic and i think that he's at the moment is definitively in front of him is because he became a champion and i know that this this is because he was on the better team yes. of course like on, on that's that's undeniable jokic didn't have his second and third best player for the series that series could be very different we're going to watch like this is one of the most exciting things about this year the yeah, nuggets this season yes yeah and that could definitely change this year and i 
I expected that it could change because I do expect the Nuggets to be very good. But at this stage, uh, even when providing context and even the fact that Kerr was part of a better team, he is still the champion. He is still the reigning finals MVP. And my belief is that in rankings like that, this should be this should be considered and uh, this should be credited. That's why, for example, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's why, for example, I also have Jimmy Butler in front of Embiid, yeah. as you've noticed. I agree. Yeah, because like my argument is winning. Winning comes first and... I think, again, we both agree that Steph Curry is a player that just brings winning to your team with everything that he does. So, it's, again, we're, all, we're always talking about his aura, about how he makes the just makes you, makes all of your defenders chase him. That, so, that frees a lot of, a lot of his teammates. He always keeps running, tires defenders out. Plus, Curry is a better defender as a point guard than Jokic is a defender as a center. You know what I mean? Jokic could be considered a liability to some extent. How? Well, because he's really slow. Oh, yeah. Due to the lack know, of athleticism. Yeah, on 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 defense, you know, and, and even in that Golden State series, you know, like I remember, I, we were watching Game Four, I think, when when Nuggets actually won, and uh, every play they used to do is just switch switch on Jokic, carry against Jokic, because it's just a very it's either an easy layup, or or it's an easy three because Jokic just cannot stay in front of him. Well, I think there are very few centers in the league who, if you attack them with Steph Curry at the perimeter. True. I don't. I don't think there are very many centers Probably. who are getting away with that. Maybe Giannis, and he's not even a center. You know what I mean? Like oh. he's considered. Yeah. He's considered a wing still. But even even Giannis, I think against Steph Curry, it wouldn't be fair. Because Steph Curry is a beast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess still, you know, Jokic is not a Jokic is not a really a rim protector. He's not known as that. So I think Curry has improved so much more on defense. Like it was so impressive to watch him in the Boston series, how physical he's got. You know, I remember. <laughs> I he, remember him stripping Jason Tatum on exactly, a layup in the finals. Exactly, exactly. On numerous occasions as well. Yes. And I remember when he was, so that's an offense, but he was laying it up against Tatum and he just physically moved him moved him out of the way. Tatum, dude, you're fucking 6'10". You know what I mean? Like, and Steph Curry, 6'3". And that was really impressive to see because I remember in his first two MVP seasons, he was... He was very. He was a skinny guy. He was. He was just a skinny little point guard who was shooting around. And now he's bulked up, and uh, that that definitely shows on defense. Strength, physical strength, has been a major factor for Steph Curry indeed. But one of the main reasons why I have him above Jokic, the winning, mm-hmm. apart from the winning, yeah. Steph Curry has delivered a great performance in the finals, yes, scoring yes. forty three. If I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah, I think I think there was a game with forty three. And on top of that, Steph Curry's gravity. Yep. The aura, the, the the defender thing, that is invaluable. Yeah, that is why I have Steph above Jokic. Yep. Absolutely. I have one thing to dispute though. You had LeBron above Luca. I know. I know. Speed is a plague that affects every European player. What speed? Yeah, uh, because even Luca is slow, just like Jokic. But I think he had a better season last year than LeBron, considering LeBron did not make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You're 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 right. I guess that was, I guess that's something that could easily be because you know when I go on Reddit and I and I discuss this, there's people who at the moment are taking LeBron James out of their top ten lists, for example. Top ten all time or top ten top, right top, now? Top ten right now. I don't. Oh, that, that's unfair. I think that's unfair. That's stupid because whoever's watched the Lakers last year knows that LeBron had nothing to do with the with, with the with the ludicrous season <laughs> that the Lakers had. Uh, fair enough. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna give something to the LeBron haters, and that's that sometimes his body language has has really changed from what it was a couple of years ago. He does look. I remember when he was playing against Sacramento Kings in January. Mm. He scored two buckets, and he was like, "You can you can guard me or something like that." 
in a January game against the Kings. You know what I mean? A bit embarrassing for probably the second, third greatest player of all time. And, uh, you know, the celebration he did with Sam Cassell. Yes. Holding his things. And, yeah, sometimes sometimes he does look a bit more disin- disinterested like, f- f- from the game. But on just looking purely at his performance, scoring-wise, like that's that's one of the... the that's an amazing scoring season he had. He still put up eight rebounds. He was very efficient. He was helping the team. He was the only thing that was keeping that team even remotely, remotely good. Well, I mean, were they good at all, actually? <laughs> Probably not. But that, I, I have him in front of Luca. I'm sorry. I have him in front of Luca because I believe that... Hmm, see, I, I was going to say that if LeBron was on Luca's team, I'm not sure whether they... I was going to say they would, they would be better, but I'm, I'm not sure about that now. LeBron being on Lucas team. Yeah, like would 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 the Dallas be better? And so, not the LeBron right now, maybe. I don't, I don't know because at the same time he's still a great passer. You know, he's still, it's just that the Lakers needed much more scoring this year, uh, and also I think he's just going for Kareem's record. You know what I mean? See, the I don't think LeBron and Luca right now would work out together is because both of them are ball dominant. Oh no, I meant if LeBron comes in the place of if in the place of Doncic. Oh, you no, mean in Dallas? You're, yeah, if you if you replace LeBron with Doncic last year, are the Dallas Mavericks better? That's a that's a tough. Yeah, yeah, tough it, it really is because at the same time, like he scored more last year, had a better efficiency, and he is. I mean, I would make the argument that LeBron James is one of the greatest passers of all time. I I don't think that would be the case though. Okay. And my reasoning for that is because right now, how LeBron is. Yep. LeBron is. So how how old is he? Thirty seven. He's thirty seven right now. Considering him being thirty seven, I don't think he can sit in a playoff game for forty two minutes very comfortably the way Luca can. Okay. And on top of that, Luca had some monstrous performances in the playoffs. I think he he one game he had thirty four with four some. So against the Phoenix Suns in the in the elimination game, game seven, he had thirty five. I think eleven and. Uh, 11 and 11 something like that I'll double check now but he the more he in the first in the first half he had 27 Phoenix Suns whole team had 27 <laughs> yes so my point being Luca and he is more accustomed to today's game as well he he's got the three point shot down so i think this 37 year old lebron replacing luca maybe not if it was a prime lebron that's a different story oh yeah. so yeah i th- I guess it's an interesting question to to think about, but you're right. There's there's a huge argument to make for for Luka Doncic being in front of LeBron because he really had an amazing playoff camp. Like I'm I'm reading it here. He averaged 30, 32, 10 rebounds and six and near like around six to seven assists for the whole playoffs. And it's the assists that's the icing on the cake because Luka gives gets his team better. He gets oh, his yeah. team open. Oh yeah, no, t- totally. And totally. I think that is something that Le- LeBron can get his team open every time he drives. But yeah. LeBron is old now. He can't do that for 42 minutes. No, that's the problem. Not in the same way. Not in yeah. the same way. I still I'm still waiting to see what happens this year. I I really believe in Darwin Ham. No, I really like he was the assistant coach. Even I'm the, very optimistic about the, the Milwaukee Lakers, Bucks. You know, I remember when I was watching them with. I think it was actually with Boston this year, yeah. And they were showing him as kind of he's the. He, he kind of seemed to me like the the, the Bucks version of Emil Docker, like very serious, <laughs> very serious looking. And I and I think I'm not completely well aware, but I think he's more of a defensive specialist. And his focus is defense. Yeah, yeah, and I. He and, said it. 
Exactly, and what was Lakers' main problem last year? It was defense. defense. You know, it, it yeah. was defense, and it was it was uh, the old age of the players. They just couldn't stay in front of players. I remember there were a couple of games with Memphis. Just these these young fellows from Memphis, they would just run through them every fucking play, and there was nothing they could do. Well, if you notice, pace in the league is going up yeah. with every passing year. Yeah. Teams will run down, shoot the three, run back. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many young teams that it kind of makes sense why Lakers lost a lot of games. It's not that their players were bad, but when you have so many young teams, they're just going to run you out of the court, run you off the court. That's it. Well, that is the problem. The team ha- team is full of old heads. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they have upgraded the roster a bit now, haven't they? Yes. That's why I'm optimistic this season. <laughs> well, we're going to... Let's let's discuss the, the new acquisitions of the Lakers <laughs> in a bit. So, I... You, there's definitely an argument for Doncic being in front of LeBron. I, I have do. one more. Yep. Why do you have KD 6th and Jason Tatum 10th? While Jason Tatum went to the finals, he rivaled, he rivaled Giannis yeah, he in did. the second round. He did. And while KD just fell flat on his face. I mean, the, considering last season. Yeah. See, I said we're foregoing past greatness yeah. because yeah, KD is a two-time champion on an amazing team. But considering last year's playoff performance and even regular season performance, I felt like Jason Tatum had much better production than Kevin Durant. I have Kevin Durant 10th and Jason Tatum 6th. You have Kevin Durant 6th and Jason Tatum 10th. Wait, so you want to tell me that you also have Tatum in front of Jimmy Butler and Beat and Kawhi Leonard as well? Yes. And in that... In that... In that, my... So, me and you, we both have Jimmy Butler at the same 7th spot. Okay. Okay, but I have Jason Tatum ahead of Jimmy Butler, and then you have Embiid eighth, Kawhi ninth. I have Kawhi eighth and Embiid ninth, and th- that is because okay. of Kawhi's injury okay. issues. I mean, I feel like the Clippers would have made the playoffs, but Kawhi was out. Yeah, well, fair enough. So for KD and Tatum, I completely disagree because in the end of the day, again, context comes into needs to come into place. So KD was injured this year. If you What's, what, what people forget is that Brooklyn Nets were actually doing really well up to K, KD's injury. They were around the top three the, 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 the top three seeds. I think they were actually first until one point. And so it was at that point of last season, there was a point between, I think, November and January when there was so much COVID cases happening around mm-hmm. that players were signing players on 10-day contracts all the time. And so at one point, I, I remember KD was playing with a bunch of G League players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was... And he was still winning. He was scoring really efficiently and so on and so forth. Then he, he got injured. The whole James Harden and Kyrie Irving thing, like James Harden trade thing happened. Obviously, Kyrie Irving coming back into the team, to me, that proved to be to be a wrong decision because when you're playing with Kyrie Irving in away games, but at home, you're not playing with him. You can't really properly prepare. For the playoffs? For, for the playoffs and just like these, these NBA teams, it's not like us getting together and playing in the park. You know, co- cohesiveness... Of the of the starting five matters so much. Knowing knowing uh, how to play with your with your teammate, where is he going to be in what position? Like I believe that these are some of the reasons why the Brooklyn Nets underperformed so massively in the playoffs. And on top of that, I think that considering what happened post playoffs, Katie's trade 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 request, the drama, basically, the, yeah, the, the drama. To me, it seems that he could not have been mentally in in that series. However. That doesn't discredit at all the way Jason Tatum played. Jason Tatum was amazing in that series. Not only in that series. Well, he was he was amazing, I guess, until until the, the finals. Until the finals, and in the finals, 
he had a, I mean, I'm sorry, but he had a probably an all time like he he I think he had the most turnovers in a, in a deb, in a finals debut ever, and he was just really really poor. Again, there are speculations that he was quite poor because of his shoulder injury, because he had a shoulder injury which wasn't discussed. But I'm sorry, man, but I just couldn't give you Jason Tatum above KD because when I was making my top ten top ten list, you know, I consider offense, I consider replaceability, I also consider legacy. You know, to to, to some extent, like it's not the most important thing, but it it is up there. And yeah, this year KD was outplayed by Jason Tate by Jason Tatum extremely, yes. ex- extremely, and was defended well by him. But I still believe he's the better player. I think okay. Let me let me ask you a question. If you if you swap KD and Jason Tatum, does anything change in that series? If you swap amongst themselves, yeah, like Jason Tatum plays on the Nets in that series, and KD plays on the Boston Celtics. Yeah, does anything change? Yes. How? The Nets don't get swept. Fair. See, that's not about that's not about argument because last year when the Nets and Celtics played, Celtics had a much worse team than this year, mm. and uh, Nets had the James Harden career in KD. That was the only series ever they played the f- full series together. They beat them four one. The only game that Boston took was when Tatum scored 50. So, yes, you are right that they may, may, they maybe don't get swept. They definitely don't get swept because the last play in the game four where KD just stood there and let Jason Tatum walk by him and casually lay the ball up. Well, yeah, Jason he, Tatum would not do that. Yeah, no, that's true. Because as much as Jason Tatum is no Kobe Bryant, yeah. <laughs> he he is definitely putting emphasis on defense. Absolutely. And okay. he's a very good defender. If you can solo defend Kevin Durant... Yeah. Not a lot of players in the league can do that. So, I think that is the reason why I have put Jason Tatum much higher. Yeah. No, I, I understand why. Like, it, it, to me, it's not an argument that Jason Tatum was much better than him in the series. If you replace Jason Tatum with any other player in the league, what happens to that series? Well, it depends on the player. Yeah, but take, any other, take any player in the league, whoever you want. Well, I guess, you know, the fact that he is 6'10", the fact that he's so athletic really helps when you're defending KD. Exactly. And, and, hey, don't get me wrong. I have Jason Tatum in 10th, which a lot of people still don't. A lot of people are still not really valuing Jason yeah. Tatum to that extent. I do, like, I, do you remember, I think I've, I've told you I had an NBA 2K save with him, hmm. where I, he just turned into the most amazing scorer of all time. Because I do believe that he just has the characteristics, <laughs> the physical characteristics, and just, you know, the back, the back you know, the three-point yeah. shot, the, the, the mid-range... He, but he just does, didn't drive at all in the finals, which to me was, you know, very surprising. I feel like Jason Tatum still has some growth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he improves his playmaking skills yeah. and reduces his turnovers, yeah. that team is winning. He, in, in the playoffs, he was still, I think in the first game, he had like 13 assists or something like that because he was passing it out. When he tries to be a hero, that's when things don't, things don't go well. Because that's just not really a sustainable way of, of playing basketball, especially when the Boston Celtics are a team that moves the basketball so well. So, yeah, I mean, there is an argument. I still I still have KD6 because, you know, one series shouldn't make us forget. I, I'm also a person that's... I, I would admit, there are things that KD does which I'm not really fond of. and the, Like? You know, even the drama that he creates oh. uh, and these things. But even on the court, you know, the fact that... You're, you're right. The fact that he didn't play at all defense on that last play in the first game between Celtics and this is not, in my opinion, acceptable behavior from a team leader. But I'm trying not to forget what a spectacular player he is because only one year ago he had that series against the Bucks where he basically nearly single-handedly he nearly beat, beat them. The Bucks. Single-handedly. 
So that's why I'm still I'm still gonna end. I believe that KD is definitely better than both Jimmy Butler, Joe Embiid. Not sure about Kawhi Leonard, but I have Kawhi Leonard only ninth as I've mentioned because of his injuries. But I, I'd still have him six at this point. However, I do see I do see why you put Tatum above him, but Tatum above Embiid and Jimmy Butler so, and Kawhi Leonard. So the reason I why I've put Kevin Durant so low is because of the like being the best player on the team and the lack of leadership or the lack of accountability that Kevin Durant shows yeah. is is very poor in my opinion mm-hmm. because the best player on the team has to be carrying the torch yeah. and carrying the torch with a with a you know puff chest you got you got right. you got to lead by example and all the all the things that happened with the team you know Kyrie Irving coming mm-hmm. back and then them falling out you know Kevin Durant voted to kick Kyrie Irving out when he wasn't getting vaccinated oh uh, well I mean, we, we, we don't really know what's happened there, do we? No, that came in the news. They, they voted for it. But, I mean, okay, leave that to speculation. All yeah. of this turbulence that the team was put through. I'm, I feel like Kevin Durant should learn leadership better. He's an amazing player. Yeah. I feel like skill-wise, he's better than Tatum. Okay. A pure basketball player, yeah. Yeah. better than Tatum. But he should not have let go of the gas pedal in that game. If Absolutely. Absolutely, so yeah. That is that is one thing that for me it was really damaging because when you're on that court, like as a basket as a basketball yeah, player myself, yeah. I know that if the team doesn't hustle together, that team is not. Married. Yeah, yeah. Even if Michael Jordan is on that team. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Michael Jordan is on that team, you're chasing every ball because yeah, otherwise <laughs> you're getting kicked in the ass. <laughs> that is why Michael Jordan is there. <laughs> yeah. I'm still. I, I still think that this is Maloney. You <laughs> know, in all fairness, putting Tatum above KD. At this stage, I really want to see Tatum progress to to the to the extent that we're confidently talking about him be about him being above KD. I think it could happen this year because I hope that KD comes back and is bowling because it's just good basketball and I'm a basketball fan before everything, you know. But if KD regresses this year and Tatum improves, he was already on NBA first team last year. Yes, we could absolutely make the case. But at the moment, like, wh- how would you consider? Jason Tatum better than Embiid, for example. Considering that Embiid finished second in MVP discussions two times in a row. Mm. Fair enough, play of success. Obviously, Tatum got to the finals, but I think we both agree that Boston Celtics was a better team than Philadelphia 76ers. And more importantly, was better coached. I'm not a fan of Doc Rivers at all, I have to admit. And I'm a big fan of Emil Doka. And Joe Embiid again got injured against... Do, 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 you, consider, do you consider availability as something that's... Very, uh, very important. Very so that, important. Okay. So that's why that's something that why you consider Tatum to be above Embiid. So one of the things that I don't like about Joel Embiid mm-hmm. is that when you're a great player, and Shaq says this all the time, if a great player who averages, let's say, thirty in the regular season, as Joel Embiid did, yep. he averaged thirty point six. Come playoffs, he has to average the same, or at least two points more. Yep. He has to average thirty two or thirty. The worst he can do is 28. The worst he can do is 28. That is a mark of a Mm -hmm. great player. Joel Embiid in the playoffs averaged 23.6. And in the regular season, he averaged 30.6. And that drop, to me, is... I feel like it's it's really damaging. I completely agree with you. And actually, that's the reason I don't have Embiid higher. Because, you know, Embiid is, is absolutely phenomenal. And last year, until James Harden came on, onto, the, onto the team, I think he would have won the MVP, actually. Because 
He was having an amazing campaign until Harden joined Philadelphia. He was mm. leading them by himself and the whole Ben Simmons thing actually helped him. Of course, the narrative was really in his favor, especially considering that Jokic was coming off of, of an MVP season. But you can see, like I, I mentioned in the in the video that I made, in the sorry, in the podcast that I made, like every single statistical category, he is worse in, in the playoffs than the regular season. That's just facts, you know. And that that to me is that is damaging. Downputting ab- absolutely. He, and absolutely. something that I observed that I really felt really bad about is that he had one point one. He was averaging one point one steals and one point five blocks in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Come playoffs, this man dropped to zero point four steals and zero point eight blocks. So even his defense suffered. And consider that in his regular season, we're talking about more than sixty games that he played in the playoffs. We're talking about around what ten to fifteen. Exactly, it's yeah. easier to average better stats. But yeah. I, I agree, the playoff competition, playoff defense is yeah. better. Heat. So even if you drop, drop, but. From 1.1 steals to 0.4 and from 1.5 blocks to 0.8, that's dropping 50% in your defensive performance. And if you do that in the playoffs, I'm sorry. Yeah. In my opinion, that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, of course, I'm not the obviously, tell-all, obviously. say-all yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. So obviously. That's why I put him lower. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, absolutely. I, I still put him above Kawhi just because of... Just because... Availability? I, like, I don't have... I don't consider injured players in my list, but that's how great Kawhi is. Kawhi is amazing. Opinion. That's that's how how high, highly I value him. But at the same time, you know, I had to give him beat. He's great because he is coming from a second MVP worthy campaign. You know, yes. Embiid is kind of you know Embiid is the, the same way that in football you have Messi and Ronaldo, and everyone is saying how Ronaldo is really unlucky to have been born in Messi's time mm. because if it wasn't for Messi, he would be considered out of this world. Yes. I think that's kind of how we're going to see the Embiid and Jokic comparison after 10-15 years because think about it, Embiid is second in MVP voting two years in a row and both those years is uh, OMBA second team because so, because Jokic, because there's only one center position, you know, in the yeah. OMBA first team yes. and as great as Embiid is going to be, like, I'm in my opinion, he's not, he's not as good as Jokic. Yeah, your catch is amazing, yes. And uh, I could imagine how frustrated you can be as a player to be so fucking great. And then this guy, the big honey, <laughs> big honey just comes in and sweeps all the awards, sweeps all the NBA. For, but I mean, Jokic is, in, in my opinion, when you com- when you compare their numbers, Embiid is a more attractive scorer, and he's a better defender, undeniably. Apart from that, I don't think there's anything in which in which Embiid is better at than Jokic. Even even scoring, I think Jokic is better. Embiid is just more varied at the ways that he could score. But Jokic scores at a higher percentage. I trust him more with with with, with a shot. So, why, how did you get to Embiid, Embiid against Jokic? So Tatum, Tatum and Embiid, I, I do, I do see, I do see your logic, but again, I think that Tatum's failure in the finals, I'm gonna call it failure, that needs to be considered of when making this ranking as, as as well, and that's why some people were even like wanted to take him out of out of the top ten consideration because of his fine, which I think still is it, it's still a what's the word? It's not right because he did have an amazing season. But uh, now you're making me think. See, one of the main reasons why I don't hold Jason Tatum's failure so so tough on him mm-hmm. or so highly against him is because Jason Tatum was facing Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. in which Andrew Wiggins had an, had an amazing series in that finals. Yeah. Amazing playoff campaign in general. A, a playoff campaign in general. He was playing against the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry, and they had their second best shooter, Clay Thompson, who yeah. is also... Very good. Oh, of course. Equally, not not equally deadly. Of course, Steph Curry is much better than Clay Thompson, but Clay Thompson is a threat. Oh, 
and considering when Steph Curry is on that court, you can't double anyone. And then there is another shooter who can do that. And then Andrew Wiggins is going off. And then they also had Gary Payton Jr. who who played amazing. Oh my he, god. He he had an amazing role to play on that team. Yeah. Golden State had everything going for them. It it was very difficult for the Boston to beat them. I felt like Milwaukee would have done a better job. With Chris Middleton, with Chris Middleton for sure, because yes. there's no one that you can put on Giannis. Exactly. Like yeah, Wiggins cannot guard Giannis. And Chris Middleton, I was so sad to see Chris Middleton injured. Like, this guy, just how, how casually he was putting 40-point bombs in 2021. I couldn't believe seeing my eyes. And, yeah, that's... Even, I remember now what we're talking about in the finals. If you remember, I was always kept supporting my Boston narrative. Yes. About them winning. And I remember after, I think, game four, you came to me and you were like, it's over for, for, for the Celtics. And you showed me a couple of videos in which it was so clear to see... How Steve Kerr completely outcoached Emil yes. Doka just by just by making it impossible to double Steph, and that freed so much space under the rim as well because they were they were spreading the floor. Rob exactly. Williams was out of the paint, and we have to consider also the fact that Rob Williams wasn't healthy for yes. the whole series. Th- that is also true. Yeah. Boston were dealing with injuries on yeah as, as, as well. But so, and also yep. you need to consider Steve Kerr's history. Steve Kerr, as a player, was coached by Phil Jackson, yep. who was considered one of the greatest coaches Probably of all time. In my opinion, the greatest. And then when he was an assistant coach, he Spurs. was on the Spurs with Greg Popovich. Yeah. So Steve Kerr has a very good resume, a lot of championships. Yeah. Yeah. Ime Udoka is still up and coming. He's also from the Spurs. Yes. From the, from the Spurs like high, high school <laughs> or academy or you can call it whatever. Yeah, yeah but... Ime Udoka hasn't played with Michael Jordan and being coached by Phil Jackson. That is something that Steve Kerr has. And he Steve Kerr constantly uses that to motivate his players. Of course, of course. Yeah. It, it, there's a famous clip in which he's telling Steph Curry that there was a time in which Phil Jackson told Michael Jordan to see who's open. Mm-hmm. And if you're influencing your players with the stories of GOAT, oh, yeah, yeah. you see how that coaching will be more effective. Yeah. And one more thing I wanted to say about Jokic... Jokic, I feel, is so great because he always improved in the playoffs. While in the regular season, he was averaging 27.1 in the playoffs. He did that at 31 with yep. a true shooting percentage of 64.3. Yep. Embiid had a true and shooting percentage of 59. And I'm sorry to, to interrupt, but also Jokic did that. Wow, there was not a single other player on that yes. Nuggets team that deserved yes. defense, defensive... Jokic has amazing production. Defensive, defensive attention. You know, like Draymond Green was just was kicking him oh like he would I, I remember there was there was a game and he poked his eye he was just completely bullying him and Jokic still put those numbers despite the fact that Golden State didn't care about anyone Jokic's defense was better than Embiid's defense in the regular season as well in the regular season yes when Embiid was having 1.5 blocks in the regular season Jokic was having 1.6 in the playoffs well yeah but I mean you can't you can't just consider the, the stats when it comes to defense dude Ah, like course. you can't just like these but, are but because stats sure, do say a story. Stats do say a story, but not at the, the same whole time, story. Yeah, especially steals and blocks. Like you can't. I don't. I don't think it's a it's a fair measurement because I'm sure that I could find players that statistically look, for example, better defensively than Yanis, because Yanis's role is very. Or even you know Draymond Green. Like that's a much better example. Hmm. Draymond Green. Like I'm not going to look at his stats now, but there's probably players with better steals and better and better block blocks numbers than him. But he's impact His overall on, the, on, 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 on defense is just on a, di- on a different level. You know what I mean? And I can give you another example. When you're, when you're, when you're guarding one-to-one and when you're guarding the best player on the other, te- on, on, on the other team, you're not going to get the chance to get as many blocks because you're just not a rim protector. 
You know what I mean? So that's why you can't always just put those stats out there and be like, yeah, this player is better because they have more blocks. I, Jokic is not a better defender than Embiid. I'm sorry, but I can't give you that. Well, at least like in the playoffs, he had 1.6 blocks he, to Embiid 0.4. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> of did, course, I agree with you. He did, he did only play five games yeah, as well. That is also true. Yeah. What, what do you think about... like Kawhi Leonard? Oh, no, I was going to say Jimmy Butler. We, we agree on his position. Yeah. So Jimmy Butler... As you as you mentioned in your podcast, he's a dark horse. Mm-hmm. This man, this man is a sleeper cell. He does nothing during the. I mean, not nothing. He I'm pretty much nothing, dude. He plays his role during the regular season, and even in the playoffs, there are some games where he he's non-existent. But then, when the team needs him the most, this man drops forty. Crazy, crazy performances. Yeah, I remember the two things I remember from Jimmy Butler from the 2021-2022 regular season campaign. Our first. At one point, he was the worst, I think, the worst three-point shooter in the league. Oh. <laughs> he was, I think he was shooting around 20, 20%. Like, this is not, this is not verified, but he was, a, he, he was terrible. He, he was genuinely terrible. People were thinking that he was on the way down. Okay. And then the other thing I remember was when he got into an argument with, uh, with Spo and yeah. Udonis Haslam. That's the two things I remember from Jimmy Butler's regular season campaign. That's it. That also speaks about, you know, the way the Heat plays. You know, in the regular season, they're much, they're a very cohesive unit. They have input from a lot of different sides. So he doesn't need to, to, to carry them in a sense. Yes. But again, like it's all about winning. And Jimmy Butler just brings you wins in the playoffs. His capacity to step up That's, is It's extreme. crazy. It's crazy. Like in the finals, his performances in the, in the, in the bubble is still something that's... Like these are performances that we we kind of account to to great to, to to great players. Yes. And Jimmy Butler, with all my respect to him, and obviously by me putting him seventh, I do have a lot of respect for his game. But he's you know he's not an all time great. Yeah. But he has an all time great performances in the playoffs. Yes. Absolutely. And I agree. Again and again, you know, it's not like it happened once. So uh, what about Kawhi? Do you think that the fact that he's injured should have taken him out of the list, or do you agree that you know? His, his greatness justifies him being in the list even despite the fact that he didn't play last year. So, I think there's this really famous player that you must have heard of, Tracy McGrady. Yep. Tracy McGrady was expected to be the second coming of Michael Jordan. Okay. But injuries ridiculed his career. Mm-hmm. And it does impact. Injuries do impact a player's legacy and their position right now. If you're injured and not in the league, Mm-hmm. I feel like Kevin Durant's injury affected his regular season MVP. I think Kevin Durant was in the MVP conversation. He was. He was. He was leading the MVP discussion. How much was point. he averaging? Twenty nine points something. Yeah, pretty much thirty points, eight rebounds, five assists, something like that. Yeah, but they didn't give him the MVP award. So I feel like if 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 a player is injured, it's very unfair. I I see the unfair element into it, but truth be told, we have to be honest critics. Yeah. I feel like if. Injuries do affect a player's position. And yep. yes, injuries is why Kawhi... I've seen Kawhi's stats. They're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, his playoff performance in 2021. Wow. This man this man is a monster, but availability is very important. And that's totally. why he fails. Totally. Yeah. Same reason why I knocked MB. Same reason I knocked Kawhi. By, by the way, I'll just reiterate the point that putting Tatum over KD should be considered a crime. <laughs> because like his regular season was... Ridiculous! Thirty points, seven point four point four rebounds, six point four assists, and fifty fifty two percent shooting from the field, thirty eight percent from three, ninety one percent from the free throw line. I mean, dude, 
that that's that speaks so much more about the Nets than than it speaks about KD. You know what I mean? And again, I am a bigger Tatum fan than I am KD fan. But at this point, I would argue that there is no chance that Tatum can be ranked. Of course, as we said, it all comes down to subjectivity and opinion. I mean, one second. If if you if you look at Jason Tatum's regular season performance, so Kevin Durant was averaging thirty. Thirty. Jason Tatum was averaging twenty-seven. Yep. So there's not a huge difference. No, but what's but there is a difference. What percentage I, I, was Tatum shooting? His field goal percentage was forty-five point three. See, Kerry is shooting fifty-two percent, dude. Oh, that 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 is excellent. that's really efficient. What's his true shooting percentage? Oh, well, let's see. I just feel like that is that is not the reason why I've put Jason Tatum above KD though. Yeah, no, KD you, is a better you, player. You, you, you've based it you've based it on the most recent events. Yes. Yeah, no, fair on, enough. On the fair basis enough. of because let me be honest, Skip Bayless <laughs> claims that Kevin Durant is the best player on the planet. That is baloney. That is in baloney. my opinion, the best player is Giannis. Yeah. But I'm not going to dispute that. If you if if a famous analyst gives you that moniker, yeah. of course you're a great player. I I think yeah, KD overall. Pure basketball, he's better than Tatum. 63.4. But but intangibles are yeah. very important to winning a championship. Yeah. And, and and you know, by the way, I'd make an argument that Tatum is better than KD on defense. Yes. Yeah. I, I I have to... I have not seen enough of KD's defense to comment on that. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. you know, I don't watch a lot. Not, not, not just that, but he doesn't really play a lot of defense. Oh, okay. And in, 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 in the playoffs, he wasn't playing any against, against the Boston Celtics. So... See, he did have a 63.4 true shooting percentage. Who? KD. 63.4. Tatum? Let's see. Jason Tatum was at 57.8. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's surprising to anyone that KD is a more efficient scorer. Like, Why? Well, he's fucking 7 feet, dude. Like He's automatic from the mid-range. And uh, that was something that was actually discussed quite a lot about KD this year. That he he wasn't shooting at all enough from the three point line because he's an amazing three point shooter as well and he, a lot of times he would just be okay with taking the mid range taking the mid range obviously an incredibly efficient shot but when you're shooting twenty times per game and you're shooting at fifty two percent twenty twenty nine point nine could be even could be even more if you're shooting a bit a couple more trees especially considering he's shooting thirty eight percent like it's a really high percentage from the tree as well but uh, yeah anyways. Is there is there anything else that you want to mention? So I guess on Giannis, we there there's nothing really to discuss there. Is there is no disputing Giannis, Steph, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so you have do you have Luke in front of LeBron then? Yes. Do you still have LeBron fifth in front of everyone else behind? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do believe that LeBron. Although there's one thing that I really want to criticize about LeBron. Okay. He needs to improve his three point shooting, because as. See, I, I know I hate quoting Skip Bayless every so often, but he said this. LeBron was the 15th in three-point attempts, yeah. but in three-point makes, he was the 96th. Yeah. I, I could be wrong on the numbers. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if LeBron can improve that, he can climb higher on this list. Yeah. That is the only criticism I have of LeBron James. Fair, fair enough. I think that he should... What one thing I liked about him this year at one point in January, he was playing point center and he would just bully people under the rim. You know what I mean? I think he should do a lot more of that rather than rather than go to the three point line because he's not he's not a great three point shooter. You know, he he just isn't. You know, he's not KD, nowhere near his three point shooting ability 
and I do think that he shoots more trees because he is trying to get to those to, to those points and because it's a very efficient shot. You know what I mean? Do you think he's chasing Karim's record? Of course. Like who But... wouldn't do it? Who wouldn't? Like come on, you have the chance to become the highest scorer in the history <laughs> of the NBA. Of course you wanna. Of course you wanna get there. I don't think. It, I don't think it's uh, what's the word. It's, it's by chance that in his 19th year he put essentially his second or third best scoring campaign. <laughs> I think. I think LeBron, if he wants, he can spend the regular season shooting threes. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the playoffs, I don't think that's an option. And I. I can understand why he's shooting threes because, let's be honest, he's 37. Yeah. If he's bullying people, he's getting injured. And also, yeah, you can't drive all the time anymore. You're yes. right. Yeah. So I think he's just being more efficient. He's managing yeah. his load on the court. Yeah, yeah. And I don't criticize him for that. Of course. I Plus, feel like it's okay. You know, like his step back tree, like his signature step back tree, is so beautiful. You know, what I mean, his stroke yes. is really. I remember he, in he's the. He's improved his turnaway, fade away shots as well. Yeah. He's improved a lot, actually, in my opinion. Toward the 2017, 2018, LeBron. That version of LeBron, like we still need to watch that game one against Golden State. That I think hit, LeBron that 51-8 and eight, just pff, I, ne- I, next level. I feel like LeBron might improve this year because he's he's adapted a new style of play. He only had one year to test run it. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's gonna do better this year. Uh, it would it would be interesting to see because a lot of people said that you know he was compensating for the fact that AD was. Missing a lot, missed a lot of games. That's why he was scoring more. Do you think that his scoring average will go down with AD coming back, or do you think he's still gonna be keen on putting between, let's say, not even if he doesn't put up to 30, but because his first year with AD he put 25, which was one of his lowest points per game performances in a while, and he but he was assist leader. Do you think that if AD is healthy, he's gonna be more of a playmaker, less of a scorer, or yes. do you think that he's gonna keep his focus on scoring? Yes, apparently Darwin Ham said on one of his press conferences. Okay. Everyone's agreed to run the offense through AD. Oh wow! AD is going to be the focus of the offense on that Lakers team next year. Yeah. And if AD is healthy, that's why I'm optimistic for the team. If if, if AD is not in street clothes, yeah, then I think the Lakers will do better. And I also have high expectations of LeBron. Yes. Yeah. Let's hope AD stays healthy, man. Not even healthy, I want... healthy AD is is a fucking yes. menace. <laughs> yes. And he's also a defensive beast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, one of the like a really an all time all time defensive player. Genuinely, of course, he doesn't have the kind of the resume, but he in terms of just pure ability. I remember he was compared to Tim Duncan at one point in 2017, as early as 2017. He was putting something like 60, 18, like he, he would have games with 60 points, 18 rebounds, five blocks, stuff like that. Like it was just out of this world. Like he made four consecutive OMBA first teams to do that, and he, the last time he was in the playoffs, healthy, he outplayed. The current two-time MVP Nikola Jokic, you know what I mean. So AD, he's one of one player that is staying on the in the, you know, on the peripheries of this list, yeah. and is just waiting to make his comeback. And it would be amazing if he can, man. I feel like AD needs to do something about that injuries. I mean, the thing about injuries is once you get injured, that part of your body is mm-hmm. prone to get injured again yeah. and again. So injury is a really huge setback and. That is the biggest difficulty. I I I hope we all hope he's not injured, but it's doesn't look good. Especially when you're a six ten person, yes, you know what I mean. Like rate. these are massive, massive people. Joe be the same thing. It's just unfortunate, like not unfortunate, but it's just the way it is. Like these guys are huge, yes. and once you get injured, every time I watch Philadelphia 76ers, 
YMB lens after a dunk or something like that. I'm just super cautious. I kind of close my eyes, just waiting to see what's gonna happen because every fall from him looks so awkward because of how 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 huge his body is. But injuries, man, injuries have ruined so much. Yes. Like great basketball, yes. it's it, it just sucks. Injuries is a very important part of the story. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Well, we we have completely gone off the rail with this discussion already at around 45 minutes. So we're gonna end the top ten NBA players right now discussion. We actually, I guess, we had a lot more a lot more similar thoughts than I, than I expected. The Tatum take is obviously horrendous. <laughs> And and you have a personal agenda against KD, which you're entitled to. But apart from that, I think you made some really good points about LeBron James and Luca, and so some really good points about Tatum. You know, at, at first, like I actually had Trey Young tent. You know, interestingly, you yeah, Trey Young on tent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just Tatum's defensive prowess is what made me, you know, reconsider yeah. my decision and the playoff success as well. However. That's the end of the top 10 players right now discussion. We're moving on to the all-time discussion where I don't know why I feel that you've loaded the shotgun for that one a lot more <laughs> yes. than the first one. Just to just to confirm my list, I had Larry Bird 10th, Shaq 9th, Hakeem 8th, B. Russell 7th, Kobe 6th, Magic 5th, Tim Duncan 4th, LeBron James 3rd, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 2nd, and MJ Michael Jordan 1st. First of all, I want to ask you, did you agree with my reasoning on not including players like Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Oscar Robertson, just because of the fact that I haven't seen enough of them? Or do you think that these players should be considered for these lists? I feel like it's it would be unfair. It's it's not it's not only just unfair, it's really difficult because you see the game has evolved mm-hmm. a lot compared to the the amount of the the wide variety of skills op- that you have the option yeah. to learn today. Yeah. There's a three. There's a step back. There's a fade away. Those things did not exist at that time. You the the kind of ball handling we see today, and if you go back and see those games, you're not gonna see that kind of ball handling. So I think it's. I agree with that. I agree with what you said about Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, and all those players. That yep. that it's too difficult to consider them. Yep. And again, just 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 to make a point, like these players, still the fact that they were dominating at the time. In the way that they were dominating is spectacular. is is phenomenal. Yes. You know, they are definitely they are definitely all time greats, and they should have our respect as NBA fans. And I, I told you, like, it's a personal mission for me to learn a lot more for the history of the NBA. But for the sake of the list, I think that I did make the right decision, and I also think that I made the right decision including Bill Russell in the list still. You know, as the only player from before the before the seventies, essentially. Let's move on to the list now. So Larry Bird tent. Same. Okay. So, <laughs> I agree. I think, and I feel bad. We were talking about injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Larry Bird is one such candidate. Yep. Because of injuries that they ruined his legacy. I think yep. he would have had a better legacy than just three championships. But because of his back. Yeah. yeah. Even his performance, like his contributions towards the dream team, yeah. was spoiled because of his yep. back. So true. Larry Bird is tenth for me as well. Okay. Shaq is ninth for me as well. Shaq is ninth. Yes. Okay. See, I, I I expected you to disagree on that one. I thought that you were gonna have Shaq in front of Hakeem because I just know that you being a Kobe fan. Uh, yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> You're a big big Kobe fan, but I thought you were gonna have Shaq in front of Hakeem. So the the reason why I could not have Shaq in front of Hakeem is because I value defense more than offense. Oh, more. Yes. Okay. And and definitely Hakeem was a is one of the best defensive players of all time. Yeah. He's 
he's one of the few players who who's with Michael Jordan and Giannis to win MVP and defensive player of the year in the same season am i wrong on no, this no 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 you're not i'm it's, right it's yeah. just an amazing company to be to be in isn't yes, it and for it, Giannis to be in this group too it's... exactly and and hakim is responsible for footwork that mm-hmm. players learn even till date i think that is a kind of greatness that he will always be remembered for yep so i have hakim eight shaq ninth Okay. It's same position. Yeah. Cool. Next, Bill Russell seventh for me as well. Yes. Okay. And the, I I I don't know. This was a difficult one for me because Bill Russell is, he's the greatest winner of yes. all time, yes. and his record will not be touched. But his record comes with a caveat. Yes. The season back then was different. Yes. We they had a shorter playoff. If I'm not wrong. They they were not less teams. There were a lot less teams. There were less games. Yeah. But. I want to I want to highlight Bill Russell here because Bill Russell did things mm-hmm. off the court that I don't think any other NBA player will ever do in their life. And Bill Russell fought against racism on a level that it's too difficult to even put into words. Absolutely. He was right there with Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. He was right there in that time yeah. with all those rallies and he has faced I think hands down most racism in this list. than any other player on the same list. Oh yeah. So Bill Russell for me, I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah. And he's seventh. Yeah, I also want just to make a quick note that when it comes to activism, with Bill Russell probably I would put Kareem in the same category as well just because of his activism for yes. racism as well but also for the for the war. And so, for the war? Yeah, for the for the Vietnam for the Vietnam war. What about he was a, he was a stark uh, anti anti-war activist. Oh, just like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, and that's oh. don't don't he also cha- you know Karim he also changed his name. His original name was Lou Alcindor. You don't oh, know that? Oh, I did not know oh, this. Stay a bit away from the mic please cuz it's gonna uh, capture too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Karim Abdul-Jabbar was called Lou, Lou he was born Lou Alcindor, just like Muhammad Ali was called Cassius Clay. And we I I we need to read about this a little bit more cuz I'm not fully aware of the story, but he changed his name to to Karim Abdul-Jabbar. and he adopted as oh. as he as his religion but i'm going to stop here because i don't know enough about that but yeah. we need we need to read read more about it because it's very interesting but i just wanted to mention that Kareem was also up there as well, i still be resource activism is is unmatched in my opinion and what he's gone through having read some of the passages from his book but i think 7th 70s is is a good position for him because of this caveat yes. that you're talking about Yeah, absolutely. We have not seen enough of Bill Russell to tell either how, no, how no. to rank him more just absolutely. Yeah. To be honest. Now, this is this is the part where I feel like a person can go anywhere with these next four players. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I I had a really difficult time trying to understand and rank these players and I I I don't think there's a fixed ranking here. I feel like it's all subjective though. Yeah, at this point it becomes completely subjective. So these four players, LeBron, Tim Duncan, Magic and Kobe. Mhm. They're the next four, but even I don't agree with my ranking. Like I feel like I could have gone anywhere with this and it yeah. would, it wouldn't be wrong. So I I was I went with my bias. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I put Kobe on the as high as I could. Is Kobe on top 3? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but but I feel like any of these players could be top 3. Of course, because I don't think Magic is any less, I don't think Duncan is any less, I don't think LeBron is any less. In Did fact, you put LeBron 6th? I put LeBron 4th. Thir- 4th. Oh, okay. 
But I mean, again, did you have I, my my buddy team Duncan six then? Fifth. Also, oh, magic, magic is six. Oh yeah, see. So so let me give you my argument for putting magic down. Okay, magic greatest point guard of all time. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is, if you're a point guard, you need good pieces around you. As it, as bad as this is to say, it's fact that magic had Kareem on his team. Yep. And Magic was the point guard. Yep. No, ju- by by the way, not just Kareem. Like that Lakers team was stacked throughout the whole fucking decade. Who else was stacked? Well, uh, like even just James Worthy. Okay. You know, James Worthy was. I think he was selected the number one pick, so he had at least two number one picks on his team. You know, mm-hmm. along, along with him, and there were more uh, from from that Showtime. Again, I can't I can't say them from the top of my off of the top of my head. But that Lakers team was an all-time great team. So you are, yeah, that's a that's a really good argument. So, so the only reason I and I again, I I don't think that this is even justified because see, Magic comes with the impact that he will definitely make your team better. Yeah, he is definitely going to make everyone do good. Mm-hmm. But if everyone is shit, then that effort gets capsized. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I put Magic on sixth. But again. My point being, he could be up and down depending on a person's preference. If you're a Magic fan, you put him above the other players. I will not argue with that. Yeah. I feel that's a fair assessment because yeah. again, there are not many NBA players who can just proactively make everyone better. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Even com- Michael Jordan isn't like that. No, absolutely. And coming to the league and in the first year, win Finals MVP. Yeah, th- th- that is the reason why he could do it. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 but I put Magic six. You put Kobe Bryant six. Yeah. I don't. Again, I can't argue with that. To me, it came down to accolades. You know, I was also trying to put to to be a bit more a, a bit more objective. And uh, Magic Johnson just has three finals, fin- three finals MVP awards. Magic has three finals MVPs. Yes. Yes, and also three MVP awards. Yes. Well, Kobe has one MVP and two finals MVP awards. Longevity-wise, Kobe just blows him off completely because Kobe Bryant actually, you know, that's one. You think Kobe Bryant was better longevity-wise than Magic? Oh, dude, like Magic. I, had... I don't know, so you yeah, need yeah, to educate yeah. me on this. So Magic only played twelve full years in the league. You know, from nineteen seventy-nine. Why injury? HIV. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that his career was his career was shortened because of that. That's uh, unfortunate. Because of that thing, and then 12, 12, only twelve full, full years in the league. In, in those 12 four years in the league, he made the finals nine times. That, that That's is. insane. But yeah. my caveat, I feel like a caveat to that is he needs a good team to do that. Yeah, well, tell me, tell me a player in, in our top 10s who, who, that, who wasn't on a great team, who won, who won while not being on a great team, dude. Like that, that is obviously true. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Every, every great player needs a good team to get... There's no. I don't think there is any player who has won a championship with a bad team. No, no. Like the the worst. Like I'm I'm putting and again they they were not bad. But the Detroit Pistons in 2004. They're the only team I think who without who didn't a star have an, player didn't have an all star. Yes. You know in their roster and they won the title. But they were just a completely different type, kind of unit. You and know they were I mean? the only team to do it only once. Only once. Exactly. Exactly. And so you you know how they did it though. A lot of hard defense. Yes, they 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 never allowed Shaq to get the ball to get into the exactly. paint. They they box Shaq out. And by the completely. way, Kobe had a mare mare series in that finals. He huh? was really bad in that series. Kobe Bryant in two thousand and four. Okay. Let me let me earn some narrative points here, <laughs> because 
I need to. Uh, yeah, he only averaged 22.6 points, 4.4 assists, and 2.8 rebounds. And he was, look at how inefficiently he was shooting. He was shooting 38% from the field. So he was, and he was shooting 22 times per game, dude. Wow. Well, I guess that was right before the trade. So, yeah, I mean. So the, the situation in that team must have been toxic as F. Yes, the intangibles matter so much. Yeah. That yeah, is, yeah, that yeah, is why exactly. I put KD 10th. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so coming back to... So my argument for why I put Kobe Bryant above... Yeah. First of all, I had my bias. Of but, course. But if I put my bias aside, the only reason I feel... I felt like Kobe Bryant had the edge on magic is because Kobe Bryant is better on both sides of the floor. Oh, undeniably. So he's a yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a monstrous offensive player and a monstrous yes. defensive player, yes. and that is not that is not what magic is. Yeah. That is not very common. You don't see no, very no, no, many no, no, players no. like that. I mean, no. how many players in the league right now can you say are like that? Well, I, off off the top of my head, like Kawhi. Yeah, will have the argument. Giannis, you know, he's a player that's both elite on 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 both floors. Kawhi, Giannis. Kawhi, Giannis. I. I'm not sure that, that LeBron can bring it on the defensive on He the can defensive get, end. bring it in a few games. Yeah, but not but consistently. Not, consistently. not the way that Kobe brings it consistently. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think any of the young guns. Uh, but you're just catching me a bit off Maybe guard. Tatum? Yeah, Tatum. T- Tatum, but like both his offense and defense were not to the level of, of Kobe Bryant. Bryant. You know, like Kobe Bryant was nine-time All-NBA first team defense and was... The 11-time All-NBA first team. Yeah. In, in general, scoring record after scoring record. So only winning. two players. I'm I'm sure that if we, well, for 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 being elite, yeah, I guess so. But that's yeah. that's what makes these 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 people deserving to be in the top ten, right? Yes. I never asked you. Is there any player that you would put in the top ten that I don't have? You know, because obviously there's we people have that's, the same top 10. that put Steph Curry in. Who? Like, well, there's like people discussing Steph Curry is a top ten candidate. Oh, uh, I think Steph is not top ten yet because two of his championships were. He was a defensive liability. And I don't think any top 10 player can be a liability. If if a player is a liability... I mean, if Steph is able to have another championship with the same defensive prowess that he showed last year, mm-hmm. maybe he might creep into this list. Oh, dude, if he wins another championship, we're talking about five titles. We're talking about most likely two finals MVP awards. Yes. And so he would definitely be... And two unanimous MVPs. One unanimous MVP. Oh, sorry, one. Yeah. My bad. Two MVPs, one unanimous. The only unanimous MVP in history. But again, it becomes... Maybe maybe he gets into that top 10 if he wins another championship. Like how he... Not like with a KD. Yeah. If he wins with KD, I'm not putting him in the top 10. So, I'm sorry. But <laughs> the way he played last year, showing good defense, if he does that one more time, he might creep into this list. But, I mean, Steph, Steph has his own greatness. Yeah. Steph is in a category by himself. Yeah. No one else is in that category. Yeah. I think Steph deserves an honorable mention. Yeah. But he's not in this list, in my opinion. Yeah. Not yet. And don't get me wrong. Steph is a great player. I think he'd be 11th. Okay. 11th, 12th. Maybe he's just there. He's almost there, but barely. Because these guys have an amazing resume. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So after Magic, I had Tim Duncan. Cool. We all know about Tim Duncan and a lot of people don't. So educate yourself on the Tim Duncan thing because Tim Duncan is a phenomenal player. He played amazing defense. Of course, he wasn't offensively as monstrous as LeBron, Kobe, Kareem and MJ. Stat-wise, you know what I mean? Like, see, I, 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 think, I think that skills-wise, he is up there. 
You know what I mean? Yes, it's just skills-wise he's, he's there. Yeah, it's just that, again, his stats, it all comes down to context again. Like, just playing by Popovich, your numbers are going to are, are going to decrease, just naturally, because of the way the ball is shared. And so by looking at his field goal percentage, and by looking at his overall impact on the game and the the offensive arsenal that he that he has. You remember when we watched that game against the Heat? Every single basket he scored, like game game six in the in the NBA Finals in 2013. Yeah, he had what I think 25 points in the first half. Every single bucket he scored was different than the than the previous one. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I like I think that his points average doesn't do him justice when discussing his offensive capabilities. I agree, but I feel like the I feel like I have a small knock on okay. Tim Duncan, and the knock is that Tim Duncan played in an amazing system all the time, all the time with a brilliant coach. But at the same time, you know what Popovich has said? Like, how were you so successful? I drafted Tim Duncan. Oh, obviously, you know what I mean? <laughs> obviously, so it's a great fit. Yeah. But all what I'm saying is, if Tim Duncan was not in an amazing system, mm-hmm. and if he still achieved this level of greatness. He would be much higher on this list, but I am not sure if I can't be confident if that would be the case. It, one of the most interesting comparisons is between Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. You know, because Kevin Garnett was playing at the same time, and Kevin Garnett was he was MVP in two thousand and four. Okay. You know, he won the MVP award, and so even I I saw a list a couple, couple of weeks ago that uh, that was from a two thousand and four NBA forum. Okay. And Kevin Garnett was listed as the best player in the NBA at the time, in front of Tim Duncan, in front of Kobe Bryant, in front of Shaq, because he was bringing it, you know, on offense. He was Which bringing year was this? 20, 2004. Okay. He's bringing it on offense, on defense. He was a great passer. You know, he was he was the full package, but he just didn't have, you know, he didn't have. Pop. He didn't have the pieces. He didn't have the him. system and things, and that, that that's why it's a very interesting discussion to have because when Garnett got the pieces, he won the title. You know, in two thousand and eight. Yeah. I just think that you know to meet him, Duncan, because of his greatness, and moreover because of his character, he would have been successful no matter the system, and he would have driven the culture no matter the system. Because when you're a great, great player, and your player just gives example with his play, just motivate everyone around you to be better too. But uh, of course, but don't we can. Don't you think that KD is going through something similar in his career right now? KD. Yeah, KD played on Golden State, which is an amazing system. Amazing organization. And now that he's well. come out of Golden State in Brooklyn, and KD demanded a trade, mm-hmm. his destination requests were either the Heat <laughs> or Suns. Am I right in this? Yeah, Heat, yeah. Or Heat, the Suns. Heat and Suns. Yeah. Both teams have made the finals in the last two years. Both teams, great systems. I feel like the Heat and the Suns, they're very good right now because of their coaching and not because of a specific star. Yeah. And don't you think that KD is looking for a system? Oh, obviously. Obviously. I mean, considering the absolute horror show that the Nets were this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, he wanted to be a part of something of something structured. This guy just wanted to ball, not to, not, not to be a leader. But, uh, hey, man, when, when talking about Tim Duncan, there's it's impossible to not talk about Pop. Yeah, they, exactly. They go, they go hand by hand. That's why I have knocked him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, fair enough. And you have Tim Duncan on fourth. fourth. I yeah. have him fifth. Again, you know, I have tried to be... I have tried to be objective, but I have also mentioned that Tim Duncan is my favorite player of all time. You know, he's, oh. yeah, absolutely. Like, and only since we watched that game, not LeBron. No, no, dude. Okay. No, not even close. I thought LeBron was. No, no, like Ma- Magic is probably second. You know, no, like I, I kind of fell out of love with LeBron after his his what he said about the Hong Kong and Daryl Morey situation back in 2019. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your topic let's not aside. let's not get political, I guess, but. Still, massive respect for him. I would love to see him win another ring. 
absolutely. But so, since then, I've been and well, also Yanis, dude. Yanis is definitely up there for me as, as oh. most favorite player. Oh. Uh, you know, I bought his jersey when he was not he was not even an MVP at the time. So I was I was on that hype train <laughs> yes. since early. So you, I'm I'm surprised that you actually still have LeBron four uh, LeBron four because I thought that you're gonna push LeBron all the way back to fifth or sixth. But how can you how can you justify Kobe being in front of LeBron, man? So that's my bias. But but I will also put some points when we get to Kobe. Let me talk about LeBron. I feel like LeBron will be the greatest player for like. The only greatest player to be the greatest for two decades. Okay. I've looked at I've looked at LeBron's stats. The greatest longevity. Yes, the LeBron is like <laughs> what, when I was considering his peak seasons, yeah. and I was looking at his regular season stats. I saw one of his peaks four years in coming into the NBA. The next peak, middle of his NBA, you know, career, career. and then another peak last year. He averaged thirty last yeah. year. I mean, LeBron is just a beast, and yeah. LeBron is efficient. He, he's, he's very balanced in his approach. That he's he has good assists, good points, good rebounds. He's even good on defense. His steals and blocks are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, you 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 could comfortably put LeBron above Kobe. I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't dispute that at all. Okay. I would not. I mean, I, I happily put LeBron third. I wouldn't mind. Oh. I agree with that. After all my research and what I've seen, yeah. the the only thing that I dislike about LeBron and my knock on LeBron, why why I put LeBron below Kobe, mm-hmm. is because many years LeBron got to cruise to the finals. Yes. And that is something that I felt like, what if LeBron was playing in a league in which he was facing a top 10 defensive rated team? Yeah, we've, we've had this conversation, haven't we? Where, yes. we, where we kind of deep dive the teams that... Both LeBron and Kobe has faced, and Kobe has, ha, 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 like throughout the the, um, the first ten years of the twenty first century, he just faced a great team after great team in the playoffs all the time. He had to go through the he had to go through the Tim Duncan and and Pop Spurs. He had to go through through the Steve Nash Suns. You know, he had to go through a lot of different very good teams. Dirk Nowitzki was in that was in that in, in that conference. Sorry, don't no, no, go on. but let me just add to that. So mm-hmm. basically, I have. I've checked. So, when Kobe Bryant played in the playoffs, the defensive rating, the average league defensive rating was 102.4. Okay. Okay. And, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I made a mistake. The league average was 105.6. Okay. Okay. And lower the defensive rating, better the team. Kobe Bryant's competition was at 102.4. The defensive rating difference is 3.2. Yes. Michael Jordan, when he was playing, the league average was 107.5. His competition was 105.3. The difference is minus 2.2. Yes. Kobe Bryant faced off a competition than Michael Jordan. Stat-wise, yes. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. Oh, no. <laughs> he, his, the league average was 107.4 when he was playing and his comp- competition was 104.8. The, di- the difference is 2.6. Okay. Again, Kobe played against much more... Harder defense than LeBron as well. Yeah, so I'll that, just, is, like that it, is something that a lot of people don't see. No, you you, you don't even need numbers. Dude. Like you know, LeBron James. You could think about when he was in that Heat team. They shouldn't even have faced that that much serious problems against those Pacers team. They were a good Pacers team, but Paul George being your 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 best player and second best player is probably Roy Hibbert. 
Cool. As a exactly. <laughs> and no disrespect to those Pacers teams. They were really good. And they were, those were some amazing series with the Heat. But it's undeniable that LeBron cruised to the finals in a couple of years. And that also speaks about his greatness. You know what I mean? But, you know, looking back, I remember the 20th. How does it speak about his greatness? Because... As in, it speaks negatively about Positively. It? In my opinion, Positive. because when you are when beating teams so regularly, you don't leave them a chance to earn a higher status. In the, his, in the historical context. You know what I mean? Like those Toronto Raptors team that he just obliterated. Mm. If he wasn't so great and they beat him once, for example, and then he came back and beat them next year, would have been like, oh yeah, but he made it back and he beat that team after they beaten him. But he was just destroying them year by year. But because do you think how... the Toronto team stood a chance? No. No. See? And, and again, like we, it comes down to the fact that that Toronto team, they they moved Demar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard and they immediately became champions. Just because Kawhi Leonard was it was and is so superior and, to the and, Marty Rosen. And, uh, and I even remember from 2018 to 2019, the way the East changed in the span of one year when LeBron moved to Lakers was ridiculous. Like in 2018, LeBron James in the Eastern so fa- faced Indiana Pacers with Victor Oladipo as their, as their best player. Mm-hmm. And then he faced... Toronto Raptors with Demar Rosen 2018. Okay. Then he faced Demar Rosen and Kawhi and Tao Lowry okay. in Toronto, and then he faced the very very young Boston Celtics team without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward because they were injured at the time, and their leader was Tatum who was 19 years old. So these are and we have we have to take into consideration that that team, the Cleveland the Cleveland team, it had no nothing to do in the playoffs anyway because it was a really bad team as well. LeBron was the only reason they were there yes. but still if LeBron played against one serious team that year he's getting eliminated you know what I mean maybe I mean we can't be sure well, it's speculation uh, but of course but compare that to the next year in the East when you had the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis being MVP now Philadelphia 76 with Joe Embiid Ben Simmons Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard oh. and Kyle Lowry I think Ben Boston Celtics with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward back from injuries. My opinion is that all those four teams comfortably beat the Cleveland Cavaliers from the last year, even if LeBron plays fantastically. You know what I mean? So I'm actually make supporting your argument a little bit because I do agree that LeBron has hit years where he faced weaker competition than Kobe had. I but think that's undeniable. The the fact of the matter is <clears throat> both Michael Jordan and LeBron James did not face as much competition as Kobe Bryant did because there's another point. In Kobe Bryant's playoff career, over 75% of the times he matched up with a top 10 defensive rating team. Mm-hmm. He only matched with one team once who had a bottom 5 defensive rating. And that was the 2010 Western Conference Finals against the Suns. And and we have to take into consideration that the Suns were never supposed to be a defensive team. They were all about the offense. And in that game, Kobe averaged 34.7 rebounds, 8 assists with a true shooting percentage of 64, 12% above the league average. Yeah, yeah. So, this notion that Kobe Bryant is a chucker. Yeah. And this notion that... I mean, I feel like there is some things that people miss out on his legacy. But, yeah. again, I would not say that Kobe is better than LeBron or LeBron is better. I feel like they're very neck and neck. Yeah. All these... Four players, yeah, yeah, totally, man. Are very equally great in my opinion. I would, I, I wouldn't mind knocking Kobe down, putting LeBron up because LeBron's done some crazy shit too. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I guess we also agree on second and first. Easily, <laughs> there is no argument. Yeah, you think you think that neither LBJ nor Kobe nor Tim has any argument over Kareem? No. 
No. Do you think that if LeBron passes there, him in points? Th- there is a there is a small knock on Kareem. Smallest of knocks. Kareem did most of his winning in a stacked Lakers team. Yep. But he, he won a championship without them as well though. Yeah, but well, he also but he also won Yeah, but he has all, he had all, who's that times Russell Bigo. Westbrook I guess. Much better. better. Much more efficient scorer. Yeah, but that's what apart from that see the one thing that the one thing that people do not I think people do not understand this about LeBron James is that LeBron James winning a championship in Miami, mm-hmm. championship in Cleveland, yeah. a championship in Lakers, three different systems, three different set of teammates, three different coaches. That is something that I don't think any other player ever will do in their career. Absolutely man and winning finals MVP with all the, with, with all of them you know just yes. being being the, being do, the, being the dominating player. player and on and on, in my opinion undisputably the best player you know This is the reason why I've put Tim Duncan and Magic down because mm-hmm. LeBron did that which is a great achievement yeah. and even Kobe did it to some extent mm-hmm. because he did it with two different teams he had the same coach though Yeah but which in, played massive role Yes but he still did it with two different teams and in very different roles yes. you know like with Shaq they were a one two punch and on the second team he was you know he was the leader he was yes. the he was the the top dog yeah man and for 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 lebron as well he's you know michael jordan is up there with six finals mvps but no one had no one else apart from lebron has has more than three yeah. like lebron has four anyone else has has three or less and that speaks you know to be able to get to the final 10 times and to put up and you know in every finals that he won he put up performances that he won the finals mvp yes. that's just greatness yes. you know what i mean i i agree i totally agree and as horrible as this sounds michael never won without scotty yep magic never won without kareem yeah but like i'm i'm not even going to entertain an op- a chance for Ma- Ma- michael jordan not being first oh, of, of you know course. what i mean Of course, of course. Of course Michael yeah. Jordan is the best player of all time. See, Michael Jordan being first as I also said in my in my episode, uh, he to me he's objectively first. You know what I mean? I don't think it's objective to have Michael Jordan first because even I we've spoken about it. Yes. He covers the stats the, the statue that's something that people don't discuss enough. If you look at his stats, he's absolutely ridiculous. You know, the way that he shot from the as a shooting guard at six foot six, his efficiency leading the league and scoring 10 times. <laughs> That's absolutely mental. Averaging 30 points for your career as a shooting guard on essentially what's 50% shooting and then on top of that all the intangibles, all the winning, all the crazy moments, all the legacy. It's... The, the, there is no argument that Michael Jordan isn't the greatest player of all time and the reason for that is because and a lot of people don't understand this, being a volume scorer from the shooting guard position yes. you are not expected to have 50% from Absolutely. the goal. you're not you're not that of, no no player no significant nba player who has scored at the volume of michael jordan mm-hmm. ha- will have a field goal percentage of 50 no no, no guard because obviously you have big men yeah centers they yes. do yeah. it but no shooting no perimeter guard, player no guard yeah no perimeter player no yeah. guard is yeah. having that and for michael jordan to do that it's absolutely absurd yeah yeah it is it is i think it is inhuman and i think if this ever happens again we'll be lucky to see it yeah cuz even think about it someone like luka doncic who comes into the league and is is sensational scores a lot of points his efficiency like can you check his field goal percentage let's say from last year and for his career to date nowhere near close the, the 50 the 50 mark and 
to me, in my opinion, there's a couple of things which which contribute to winning more than any other kind of basketball basketball metric. And one of them is efficient shooting at volume, uh, efficient vo- volume scoring. Volume scoring, yes, scoring at high volume with 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 high efficiency. That's why you know Kawhi is so special to me because last year when he put thirty points in the playoffs on fifty-seven percent shooting, that's ridiculous. So. Luka Doncic has a field goal last year in yep. the regular season he mm-hmm. had 45.7 yep. and in the playoffs he had 45.5 and his true shooting percentage last year was 57 yeah see and Luka Doncic is considered an ama- he is an amazing not just considered he is an amazing scorer imagine if he was shooting 50% from the field like he would be he would be considered one of the greatest of all he he still probably will be in my opinion like he's still very early in his career do you think he's going to enter the top 10 list well so i don't want to say anything because again when it when it comes to just when it comes to just raw talent there are so many comparisons we could make and it's going to be it's going to get so messy comparing that that's why legacy matters and that's why awards matter and that's why i think context matters yeah. you know i was i was told yanis if yanis from now on his team is successful he can definitely enter the top ten, the top ten discussion. But if Yanis just falls into a spiral in which you know this year Chris Middleton gets injured, his team doesn't achieve that much of a success. Next year something else happens. The year after something else happens, and so on and so forth. We won't consider him not for anything else, but just because his team didn't win, although it wasn't his fault at all. Yes, you know what I mean. So I'm, you know, I'm wait- Luka Doncic definitely has the ability and has definitely started in a way where he could build up his resume because. There's not a lot of players who's earned OMBA first team three times in their first four years. You know what I mean? That is ridiculous. I think only probably Tim Duncan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have done it. But that's me have not having verified it. So Luka Doncic can definitely be in that discussion when the time comes, if he keeps playing the same way and if he, if his team wins. That's, what's matter, that's what matters the most. You know, when you, when you talk about legacy, because I feel like legacy is very important. These players, there's been some time, like, you know, Michael Jordan played in the 1990s, right? 80s and 90s, yes. Yeah, and a lot of kids growing up right now, like people who watch the NBA right now, mm-hmm. 20-year-olds, they have mm-hmm. not seen Michael Jordan no? play. No, they haven't. They haven't. No. And same goes for Kareem. Oh, absolutely. Same yeah. goes for Hakeem. Same goes for Bird, Magic. Yeah, pretty much anyone really before, before LeBron. Yes, yes. Yeah. And th- so... That is also one of the small arguments why I put Kobe third, mm-hmm. apart from my bias. Mm-hmm. Kobe has a very good legacy. Yeah. The this People are going to talk about him for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. And that is the reason I put him up. But like legacy really matters. And Michael Jordan has a legacy that will never be forgotten. Yeah, yeah, I'll totally. It will echo throughout time. And that is something that... It's not even for Bill Russell. Like, a lot of people don't even know much about Bill Russell. Like, all they know is he won 11 championships. Yeah. It's just a fact. Yeah. But where's the legacy? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, we both agree on, on MJ, Kareem. So, LBJ, Tim Duncan, Magic and Kobe, you have them have them mixed with Kobe 3rd, LeBron 4th. LeBron yeah. Then Tim Duncan 5th, Magic 6th. And then the rest of the list, we do agree on it as well. Let's see. Let's see where we are time-wise. Oh, we have passed. We have significantly passed I, I the actually, one hour mark. I actually wanted to put Wilt Chamberlain into this list. Okay. But the reason why I did not include Wilt, even though he had some pretty unbelievable stats, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, yeah, I I could have. Yeah. But it was difficult because I have never seen him play. Yeah. 
and the game then is so different mm-hmm. that it's too difficult to put him in yeah the boost wilt was a bit of a chucker no <laughs> no that's i'm going to get uh, i think we had this discussion where wilt chamberlain wasn't an efficient scorer i'm going to get cancelled because of it. well he he was he was not inefficient but like i could i could show you see here some statistics so in the seasons where he averaged 50 points per game mm-hmm. for example and 50 points per game is absolutely ridiculous but he was his field goal percentage was 50.6 you know it wasn't something out of this world and for a center i would even argue that 50.6 is a bit lower 50.6 50.650 yeah. yes oh that that's really poor at the well not really poor come on dude if not really at, poor if you look at lebron james efficiency for his career i think he's sitting at 50 yeah yeah just like a habit right Well, Will for his career sits at 54 because he started being way more efficient when he was uh, when he when he started shooting less. Can you check his true shooting percentage rate? Okay. So I don't think there is. Well, there should, yeah, but it's again true shooting percentage. How do you calculate it? You take three point into account. Yes. So it it See, we can't make a, like thing. a fair comparison because of just again like there was no three point line at the time first of all but yeah like see when he scored 50 per game he was shooting 39.5 times like his his field goal percentage wasn't out of this world it was just he was shooting a lot he, that's why he averaged those numbers and then his rebounds 25.7 that's obviously a ridiculous number for rebounds but Bibrosu put up 22 rebounds per game for his career so center said at the time you know Walt Bellamy in his rookie year he put up like 17 rebounds centers were just putting loads of rebounds per game because teams were shooting a lot more so there were more rebounds to grab oh. you know what i mean and so uh, like next year when he put up 44.8 he was shooting 50 52.8% from the field goal really good percentage but again he was shooting 34.6 times someone like michael jordan never got imagine if michael jordan was shooting 39 times per game let's see what's the most shots michael jordan has attempted in a in a season because he had some he had some ridiculous shooting seasons you know when he shot like 50 35 points on 53% shooting dude come on yes yeah, so the most attempts that that michael jordan attempted in a regular season were 27.8 much significantly lower than Bill like Jordan. basically 10 10 attempts lower than his 50 point season i i would make the argument that if michael jordan put up 37 to to 40 attempts per game he would have put up 50 points per game yes Yeah, it just makes mathematical sense. Okay, fair enough. Like his percentage was 48 in that particular season. You could regress it to 46 because of the number he, of attempts. Yeah, because you know, let's say that from those 10 extra shots he would still miss, you know, shot or two whatever. So you could regress it to 46. That still would put him at really high. Like he, that would still put him over 50, 40 something points point per game. And again, Michael Jordan was 6 foot 6, Will Chamberlain was a ridiculously like he was a ridiculous specimen. Yes. Just tall, fast, completely different completely different ball game so yeah wilt i'm not saying he's overrated because he's not he is one of the most legendary players of all time and uh, there's a reason why there's one nba record book which is for everyone else and there's one nba record book which is wilt stuff but we also need to take into account the, the 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 context he did shoot a lot he always lost to bill russell oh yeah Yeah. That's a huge caveat. Yeah, of course. He always got got his ass kicked by Bill Russell. And But and again, context. Bill Russell did have a better team. Yes, yeah. that is also true. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. See, it's just it's just very difficult because there's so many things to take into to take into account, and uh, at the same time, 
You don't want to be disrespectful to these legends. You know what I mean? Okay, we're at the 1 hour and 30 minute mark. I think it would be fair to end it here, but I do want to hear your opinion about Patrick Beverly joining the Lakers before we, before we end it for today. So my question to you is, do you think that Patrick Beverly makes the Lakers a better team? I don't think that Patrick Patrick Beverly single-handedly can do this. But if he can bring culture change, if Pat Bev, Darwin Ham can bring a culture change that influences Russell Westbrook, I think the Lakers can become at least a playoff team. Maybe a contender, depending on injuries. That's crazy that we're talking about a team with AD in his prime and LeBron James. And they maybe become... A playoff team, dude. That's crazy. Because the ex- because there's an extreme. When you say LeBron, first of all, it's an aging LeBron James. Of course, yeah. twentieth year in the league, and it's an injury prone Anthony Davis. Yeah. Those two factors, and on top of that, the thing is, the Lakers are really poor in defense. Patrick Beverly brings defense. <laughs> what was it that Westbrook said about him? Yes, years? that he's fooling everybody. See, <laughs> just running around doing nothing. Yes, <laughs> but. I mean, if that's the thing. Even if he does nothing, I I don't. I'm not gonna say that Pat Bev is gonna play amazing defense. Yeah. Because I don't know if he can. I haven't seen enough of Patrick Beverly, because I don't watch a lot of NBA. <laughs> like not a lot. I watch significant games. My point being, if he can bring the culture, mm-hmm. I think that can be his greatest impact on that team, and that is what I look forward to see this season. Yeah, a bit of as we say, dog. Yes. A bit of a dog in him. <laughs> because because that is really influential. When you're playing on a basketball team where you see players dive, players commit, you, when yeah. you see your teammate put the extra effort and go the distance, yeah. you feel like you want to do that too. And I feel like that is something the Lakers need. Yeah, but I'm looking at this Lakers roster too, and it's it's rough. So let's say that you have... Is Russell Westbrook going to start? Like I don't see how he doesn't start if he's on the roster. So let's say that they start with Westbrook, LeBron, AD, and then Kendrick Nunn, hopefully is going to be healthy. He could he could probably start. And then interesting acquisition was actually Thomas Bryant. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a center. He's coming. He, I think he last uh, he last played on the on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. He's interesting because he gives them a actual actual defensive option to to play instead of Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis needs to rest because last year Dwight Howard, but Dwight Howard again, he was an aging player. But then, you know, down the roster, you have Austin Reeves, who I actually, you know, I like him. He's not poor. No, 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 he's, he's not poor at all. And so he, I think he has room for development. Lonnie Walker is a player that I recognize who is coming from Spurs, but I didn't, like, I haven't watched much Spurs in the last year or two, but I didn't really read a lot of good things about him from the Spurs fan base. And then Juan Toscano Anderson is coming from the Warriors, but he wasn't in their rotation in the important games. Okay. And then, dude, Troy Brown Jr., Jay Huff, Fabian White, Javante McCoy, Max Christie, who is like, who's 19, he's probably a rookie, Damian Jones, Cole Swider, Scotty Pippen Jr., Wenyan Gabriel. Oh, that's a. Just comparing it to some of the other teams in the West, that is rough. That needs a lot of coaching, and that just needs. That if AD is not in the see, it's about AD, but like to me, it comes down to is Russell Westbrook gonna commit to playing defense? You know what I mean? He has to. He has to. Ideally, he has to. And by the way, 
I have never seen these men in my life. <laughs> these, <laughs> so their roster doesn't look good. Would you? Do you think Patrick Beverly should start, or do you think he's a, he's an impact? He's an impact substitute on the bench. I think that depends on if Russell Westbrook is willing to accept his role as the third option. Mm-hmm. If Russell Westbrook is creating bad attitude within the team, he's gonna get benched by Darwin Ham, and Pat Bev is gonna start. But if Westbrook fits in, yeah, then Pat Bev is subbing off the bench. Yeah, yes, Pat, Pat Bev off the bench is. I think it's a really nice, it's a really nice player to have. Absolutely, and so he gets ridiculed a lot because of you know he's. He says some really stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Well, he in in the press conference he said that when he was asked how do you feel about playing with yeah. LeBron and AD, he fired back saying they're they, playing with me they because get to I'm. Play with me. He's not wrong, by the no, way. He he is wrong. No, he, he isn't. Is. He is wrong, dude. Like yes, he made the playoffs. They didn't last year. That that doesn't mean that LeBron and AD are not in a completely different stratosphere than Pat Bev. No, but total. that is the cultural change that is required in that Lakers team because every player needs to have that attitude that I'm the best. Fair in enough. In fact, if you ask, if you listen to Draymond Green's podcast, <laughs> shout out Draymond Green, <laughs> then next guest on NBA Mate. <laughs> then he says this. It's like if you don't say you're the best, you will never amount to anything. And I feel like that attitude is really important for that Lakers team right now. Fair. Okay, so we are around minute, uh, one hour and thirty minutes, so I think it's good to end it here. And so we're going to be doing this every two weeks, sometimes with Manish, sometimes without him, when I can find another guest for this podcast. Mm. Thank you very much for joining me, mate. Just before have you? Oh, just nope. before you call off the podcast, I want to give a shout out to the YouTube channel Legend of Winning. Okay. This man provided me with some of the numbers that I presented on this podcast today. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. Go check out The Legend of Winning on YouTube. Oh, great. Cool, yeah. Check out Legend of Winning on YouTube. And uh, it was great talking about some NBA mate. Yep. <laughs> that was the show for today. As of right now, I don't have any social media that I could be contacted for specifically for the podcast. And I'm in the process of making it. I'm still very early in this journey. However, I will leave my email address because I'm very keen to hear from you. So please, if you have any feedback for the podcast, what did you think about the content? What do you think about the sound quality? What do you think about the way the way we speak? Do I speak too loud? Do I speak too fast? It's very important for me to get better at doing this because I really, I really have a big vision for this podcast. So please contact me if there's anything that you want to tell me about the podcast. I will leave my email address as mentioned in the in the show's notes. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see I hope to see people that tell me whether they agree or disagree with my top 10 list. It's all about the discussions. It's all about talking about the league and, and really having fun. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. As early as tomorrow, it's time for another short form, small bite episode. So if you subscribe, you're going to get a notification when it comes out. And thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening. And until next time.